Moments with Andy, the podcast. Brought to you by 100.3 and 102.7 The Point and The Night Show. My name is Andy. Thanks for spending a moment here with me. It is Monday, July 6th. We'll be talking a little bit about some related issues, about the failings, I'll say, of major media outlets, and perhaps the success of maybe comedy, perhaps, to educate. Now, this is kind of an old article now, I'm finally getting back around to, but what it's basically dealing with is super PACs, and actually how the Colbert Report, I'm sure you remember that show when it was on, how that show actually was the most informative show and educated its viewers the most when it came to super PACs and campaign donations and all that. Now, you may remember if you watched the show that at some point Stephen Colbert set up his own super PAC, I believe. Was it, it was like Citizens for a Better Tomorrow Today? Was that what it was called? Something along those lines. And not only was it kind of funny, I remember checking out, I'm not sure if I saw all the episodes dealing with that issue, but a good amount of them and found it not only uh, funny, and enjoyable, but informative at the same time. And what's actually a little surprising here is a phone study done, sorry, a phone survey after the Colbert Report did their segments on super PACs. And after controlling for factors, this piece mentions like general political knowledge and um, demographics. By the way, I'm getting this from Vox.com. This uh, phone survey found that more frequent Colbert Report viewers were more likely to answer questions about campaign finance correctly. And, as well, they had stronger um, and uh, more correct answers dealing with super PACs and campaign finance than general viewers of CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, or general nightly news programs. So, basically, to sum up what this found is that viewers of The Colbert Report, a show that was on Comedy Central, that was on for, what, half an hour, five nights a week, learned more, knew more, were more educated about campaign finance than viewers of CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, or nightly news programs, major media outlet programs, which are, again, on every day. And many of the channels, uh, CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, have news running almost 24 hours a day, maybe not quite 24 hours a day, but they have almost an entire day, and their viewers were less informed than viewers of a comedy show on Comedy Central, which aired half an hour, five nights a week. So that shows two things. Number one, the power, you can say, of comedy to educate. And as well, sort of a hands-on, maybe uh, for the viewers, seeing Stephen Colbert when he went through, and since he started a super PAC, could talk about it, and could kind of get in the weeds on it, and it was more tangible to viewers, where perhaps on CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, it was more abstract. But then the indictment here is of major media. When your viewers are less educated, and I would say this probably stands on a lot of other issues as well, you know, as we've seen polls from uh, Daily Show viewers and uh, Colbert Report viewers, when you are a major media outlet spending millions upon millions of dollars and you're on the news constantly and your viewers are so misinformed or less informed than viewers of comedy programs, well, I think that shows there are not only successes of the power of comedy and satire to educate, but a huge indictment of traditional media outlets. Let me know what you think. Drop me a line, andy at kwpt.com.
political corruption, something that, uh, especially when you call it like that, no, you know, nobody will come out and defend that. So I'm not really looking forward to anybody uh, doing that here. But I, I bring it up because have been reading, as you perhaps have well in, in the news, about the Clinton Foundation and how it is, of course, related to Hillary Clinton, now candidate for president, and how some of the, the funding, some of the donations made to this foundation have been a little shady at best and perhaps signal conflicts of interest dealing with Hillary Clinton when she was Secretary of Defense and now, again, candidate for president. And, you know, for the most part, yes, I, I agree with most of that. Um, you know, when you have these foreign governments making these big donations to a foundation, which does do a lot of good, but of course has connections, has former President Bill Clinton as the head of it, and, you know, some folks are donating money to curry favor with the Clintons or just kind of be on, on, on their good side, you might say. And a lot of folks bring it up, well, so what happens if Hillary Clinton is elected president eventually? And, you know, is there going to be some sort of, like, shady quid pro quo where she will award, I mean, who knows, um, increase even more armed aid to certain countries that donated to the, the, the Clinton Foundation? Who knows? And, you know, can start going down a rabbit hole with all that. Is there some corruption with this? Oh, I'm sure there is. There always seems to be. Is there any direct quid pro quo? Well, perhaps not, and that's always hard to prove, unfortunately. But what I find interesting is not only the outrage about all this surrounding the Clinton Foundation, but um, more how... Okay, now, number one, I think it's good this is getting some publicity. There are some very strange issues regarding money and influence in politics, and perhaps regarding the foundation, but I wonder why it's not making as much news that this is how it goes, folks. Um, we talked about super PACs last hour. Um, everybody's doing this. Some of them, especially super PACs, don't need to uh, disclose who your donors are. Could be coming from foreign governments. Who knows? Could be coming from folks abroad. Um, nobody knows, and that's the whole thing. So should we turn a magnifying glass and critical eye to the Clinton Foundation and some funding? Sure, perhaps. But while we're doing that, look, uh, you don't want to be missing the forest for the trees, right? There's a whole lot going out there with super PACs, and it's all, to some degree, perfectly legal and that seems to be most of the problem. So let's not focus on one at expense of the others. If we see a little corruption going on, you know, tucked over in this corner, well, let's look in the other corners as well. It's not an isolated incident. Imagine living in a place where there was no crime, where there literally was no crime. i sure most of us live in you know, communities here on the North Coast where... Again, in the grand scheme of things, there's not a whole lot of crime. We don't have to worry too much from day to day. Are there larger issues at play? Of course. But it was reading about a, apparently this is a Scottish isle called, is it Canna? Canna? I should pronounce it in a Scottish accent. And uh, recently, six wool hats were stolen from a local community store. And the police had to show up to investigate. Now, that doesn't sound all that interesting. And you're probably thinking, okay, big deal. Six wool hats stolen. Well, the only reason it's a big deal is... This is the first crime in this area in more than 50 years. And I haven't looked up how big it is. I'm assuming this is a small little community. Probably not a whole lot of folks, so you would imagine there'd be less crime, the less amount of people that are around, perhaps. But for the to be the first crime in more than 50 years, now I'm sure folks are upset and saying, oh no, you know, now we have this crime, uh, crime, <laughs> crime wave. We have, uh, what, 100% more crime than we had last year. So that's a bummer. Hopefully they'll get this straightened out. But on the bright side, on the bright side, um, at least the one crime that was committed in the past half century 
was wool hats being stolen. This has been Moments with Andy, the podcast. Brought to you by 100.3 and 102.7 The Point and The Night Show. Like this podcast? Well, don't be ashamed. Be proud. Tell a friend or post a comment in the iTunes store. Every little bit of help, well, helps. Moments with Andy is made possible by a generous grant from the Horace P. and Nancy R. Shakey Foundation.